What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Good morning. Wake up! The Morning Line. Line up, ladies! Mm. All right, here we go. It is Monday, fun day, November the 11th, 2019, as week 10 of the NFL season. What a uh, what a way to go out here tonight on Monday Night Football. Big NFC West battle between Seattle and San Francisco. And boy, oh boy, what a way things shaken out here yesterday, uh, of course, uh, in the NFL with uh, you had uh, the the big one. You had the the Battle of New York. You had the the Jets taking on the Giants. How great was that? Hey, how about the Miami Dolphins, huh? The Miami Dolphins trying not to be the worst team. And yet the Cincinnati Bengals definitely trying to be the worst team. And then sandwiched in between, you had teams like, I don't know, the Saints, the Chiefs, uh, the Colts. You know, you got a whole bunch of these teams yesterday in the NFL proving once again why it is so very profitable to be a sports book. But I want to thank you very much for stopping by. Here it is, the morning line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. We'll get you caught up with everything that happened uh, overnight in the world of sports. We'll take a look ahead 
to tonight's Monday night uh, finale here. What a great game this is going to be. Looking very forward to it as uh, the, well, potential MVP there and Russell Wilson getting ready to do battle against the league's last remaining undefeated team, that being the 49ers in Santa Clara as the Seattle uh, Seahawks will be on the road. We were treated last night to a great NFC battle. How about that? The Cowboys taking on the Minnesota Vikings. But when it was all said and done, the big winner yesterday, without a doubt, were the books and those that aligned themselves with the sports books. And if I've said it once here, guys, I've told you a million times, one of the most profitable long-term strategy in sports investing is to fade the public. And by fading the public, that means you are aligning yourself with the sports books. And let me rattle off to you some of the public's favorite bets yesterday and see if you can uh, see if you can spot what's uh, what's happening here. Uh, I will tell you right now that uh, the public overwhelmingly bet the Kansas City Chiefs. They also overwhelmingly bet the Buffalo Bills. They also overwhelmingly bet the New Orleans Saints. How about them Colts? The Indianapolis Colts getting nearly 78% of the tickets and money in that game, mostly by the public. Another public darling, the Rams. That's right, on the road, taking those lowly Steelers public all over. The L.A. Rams. And then finally, there is no bigger public favorite. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Like the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys. So when you put all that together, guys, hmm, let's see what we have here. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Saints, the the Colts, the Rams, and the Cowboys. When you... Yeah, when you add all that, oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention the Giants also in that uh, in that ballpark there of just the public loving the Giants over those lowly New York Jets? Yeah, when you add it all up, what that means is cha-ching. It means the public lost their ass yesterday. Oh, yeah, and the sports books, yeah, they cracked open the champagne, the bubbly last night because... On record for many of these books here, from what uh, from what I'm seeing, many books across the country yesterday. Yeah, there was reason to celebrate. It was single-handedly the most profitable Sunday of the year, if not the second most profitable Sunday of the year for the books during this NFL season. Chiefs upended by the Titans, who saw that coming, right, as they were laying five and a half points there. Also. The Buffalo Bills, right? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills unless they circle that wagon in Cleveland at which particular point. Yeah, even Freddie Kitchens can set that thing on fire. And yes, even the Buffalo Bills went down. And uh, of course, Drew Brees still trying to figure out what happened to him as he was sacked six times. Not sure where that Atlanta defense has been all year, but that Looked a heck of a lot more like the Atlanta Falcons team we all anticipated we would see this year. But we did get a chance to see it in the Dome last night. Unfortunately, that didn't do uh, any good to those that took the Saints laying two touchdowns in that matchup there. Two touchdowns. Not one, 
two-touchdown favorite division rival, and they get upended altogether. Of course, the Colts, no excuse, at home, losing to Fitzmagic and company yesterday uh, in just the worst and most embarrassing of ways. And then, of course, the Rams continue to fade the Rams. If you guys have listened to me, I've been telling you since the season started, do not under any circumstances expect the Rams to win 10 games, 11 games. That Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. They are not the same team that they were last year. And, of course, the Cowboys proved once again primetime at home in the favorite seat, and they can't get the job done. That's right. Cowboys once again proving that 500 and mediocre football is really what the Dallas Cowboys are all about. And they could not get any separation from the Minnesota Vikings last night. Excuse me, who in, uh, let's face it, we got to give credit where credit is due here, guys. The Minnesota Vikings and their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins could very well be the single least profitable quarterback in prime time in the history of the football uh, universe. I'll have to double check those numbers, but I'm going to take a guess that Kurt Cousins in prime time usually means losing ticket if you back him. Well, it wasn't a losing ticket last night. He did everything we have expected him to do for $89 million. At least that's what everyone in Minnesota expected him to look like. They were dominance. Dalvin Cook, dominance. A couple of very head-scratching calls in that game, though. We'll let you hear some of those highlights. We'll start there when we come back. It is the morning line on a Monday, sportsgrid.com. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back in on this Monday, November the 11th. And uh, on behalf of uh, the morning line and the rest of the family here at the grid, sportsgrid.com, we want to say thank you very much to the veterans, to the families, uh, to the men and women serving around the world, protecting our freedoms, allowing us to have stupid shows just like this brought to you each and every day. We want to say thank you very much and uh, and enjoy your Veterans Day on this Monday as we still have an epic game tonight uh, to wrap up week 10 with what has really been all about, once again, the road dogs in the uh, in the NFL. And again, some home dogs, just dogs in general, continue to bark in the NFL even through 10 weeks. And tonight. We got an interesting one with Seattle being a six-point road dog heading to Santa Clara to take on the undefeated 49ers. Now, something's got to give here as the uh, as they are trying to keep pace. Russell Wilson, definitely in the MVP conversation, trying to keep pace with the 49ers. This is a, a big game, going to go a long way in figuring out who is going to be that NFC West champ. And it starts tonight, so we'll have more on that game, plus the latest line movement and what's happening. We'll do that coming up. But we will talk a little bit about last night, of course, and what we witnessed with the Dallas Cowboys being the Dallas Cowboys. And oops, don't look now, but the Minnesota Vikings and Kurt Cousins. Wow, guys, what can I say? Just wow that Kurt Cousins, who has been absolute mush, in primetime games throughout his career. Well, he delivered and he delivered big time last night, but really it was the Dalvin Cook show. We had thought maybe it would be Zeke Elliott versus Dalvin Cook. We get these two guys, but ultimately what we got was Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott. Here's what it sounded like. Thank it to him. Cousins rolling and then he throws and Rudolph, can he one-hand it? Yes, touchdown. Man, oh, man. It looked for a second like he was trying to throw it away. And then Rudolph reaches up. Instead, it's another pass. And this is caught by Rudolph for the touchdown. Prescott, a shoulder shake, and fires to Michael Gallup. And he will gallop into the end zone for a touchdown. They jump here. He got a free play. And it is pulled in by Cobb. Touchdown. And they give it to the main man, and that's Cook, and he takes it in on a fourth and goal on the final play. Prescott, buying time, launching one. A whole passel of guys in the end zone. It's going to be intercepted to end the game. J-Rod Curse. Yeah, that's unfortunately the way that it ended, but along the way, 
Nothing bad to say about Dak Prescott. He absolutely uh, delivered last night, bringing the Cowboys back from an early 14 to nothing deficit. And that seems to be an M.O. of the Cowboys this year. Start off slow, have to try to come back in either the second half or late in the second quarter. And they did that again yesterday before the blink of an eye, the the actual uh, the Minnesota Vikings just marched down the field to start that game off, scored a touchdown, came back next drive, marched down the field, scored another touchdown. And all of a sudden it looked like the route was on before the Cowboys defense actually settled down and Dak Prescott got the offense going. And he did uh, a really good job there last night. I mean, honestly, there's nothing more, I think, that they could have done uh, in order to be able to (sighs) – he did just about everything he could. The play calling got a little suspect at the end of the game where they had uh, first and goal, uh, you know, with about uh, a minute and a half left, the opportunity to be able to actually score a touchdown and go ahead. And they ran the ball twice right into the back of the offensive lineman for the Cowboys. Now, it's important to understand – that the Cowboys could not run the ball at all uh, during the game. The defense and that defensive front of Minnesota balled out there last night, guys. They did a tremendous job of keeping the running game, of course, most importantly, Ezekiel Elliott, in check last night. So you've got Dak Prescott, who had been throwing the ball all over the yard last night and was having great success in throwing the ball. You had him, uh, you had Jason Witt, you had Amari Cooper, you had, you, you even had Ezekiel Elliott coming out of the backfield. Dak had done a really good job of spreading the ball around, but instead, the coaching decisions to absolutely insist on trying to run the ball in the end zone there or in the uh, red zone there just did not make any sense. He gained Ezekiel Elliott. 47 yards on 20 carries, guys, last night. It's safe to say that the running game wasn't working by the time you got to two minutes left in the game and you are inside the 10-yard line. There's probably the reason you even had 24 points wasn't because of the running game. It was because of the arm of Dak Prescott and what he was able to do pushing the ball down the field. But don't let that get in Jason Garrett's way of running the ball twice into the back of the linemen of the Dallas Cowboys because they were getting their asses handed to them all night and they were being pushed back off the line. We had said that game was going to be won in the trenches, and it was won in the trenches, but the defensive front of the Minnesota Vikings certainly did their part in making sure that anybody else would beat them other than Ezekiel Elliott. And again, pedestrian night, 20 carries, 47 yards, guys. It's two yards a carry. That is not a good night for a dude who you just gave. How much? $60 million? How much uh, guaranteed money did you give Zeke Elliott? And maybe the most disturbing part about that was what Zeke had to say about after the game when he was talking about his running and what had happened. And I'm noticing this from two guys in the league, by the way. Uh, you, Todd Gurley who in a close game on the road did not have a touch in the fourth quarter of that game in Pittsburgh, by the way. Just keep that in mind. Todd Gurley did not get to touch the ball in the fourth quarter in a game that they lost 17-12 to on the road, the Rams. And Zeke Elliott last night with his uh, two yards per carry, 20 carries. Uh, The 
Uh, the oops, oh, well, you know, it sucks. You know, we'll try to do better next time attitude is very apparent with two guys that should be the league's best rushers, right? Two of what? I mean, we're talking about two of the top five rushers in the NFL. You know what they also are? They are two of the highest paid running backs now in the NFL. And you could almost tell by the body language and certainly by the post-game interviews about how, well, all right, well, you know, it is what it is. Whereas if they were still rushing, if they were still running, trying to get paid, I think we'd see a totally different attitude. But it's amazing what happens once you get that check written. How very little it appears games like last night, national games, primetime games, important game for the Dallas Cowboys to try and stay ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. Yeah, you know, oops, sorry, two yards of carry. Well, well, better luck next time. Gurley didn't even touch the ball in the fourth quarter there in that game. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. And that's the risk you run. When you start paying running backs $40 million, $50 million, what kind of effort are you going to get? And are they really even having the money? How much are they going to care as long as they're getting that check now? And that is something worth watching and seeing what happens moving on for the rest of the year. But it was not good. The defense of the Dallas Cowboys, not good. Again, Dalvin Cook, over 180 yards, both receiving and and rushing the ball, owned that Dallas Cowboys defense, missed tackle after missed tackle after missed tackle. It was just, again, long, 13 plays, 75-yard drives all night long with Kirk Cousins engineering most of them and having the opportunity in a clean pocket to get rid of the ball delivered. Kyle Rudolph actually remains. I didn't even, I thought he retired, but he did. He actually is still in the league. Caught two touchdowns for Kirk Cousins last night. Unreal. And Dalvin Cook, he did all the rest, guys. And they did this without Adam Thielen, who has a hamstring injury. It's the Cowboys. It's the 500 Cowboys. They are alive and well. We'll take a look at the rest of the league. Some of these big games yesterday, upsets. We'll do that next. The Morning Line, sportsgrid.com. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, might be time to dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. The NBA is in full swing, and you guys can compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. It is the most accurate projections in the NBA DFS universe. Plus, you'll get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. You can save 10% now on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. Get your 10% off now. And remember that DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. And a very uh, big salute and shout out to the men and women along with their families around the world protecting and serving on this uh, veterans day we certainly thank you very much for your service and providing us our freedoms so we can go here and break down uh, nfl games on a sunday week 10 and get you guys ready for a monster game tonight monday night football where the 49ers will be taking on the Seahawks. Uh, The other game, of course, uh, yesterday, big game. How about Danny Dimes? Danny Dimes taking on on the New York Jets, and the New York Jets led by their own uh, young quarterback. His name is Sam Darnold, uh, seeing ghosts and all that good stuff. Actually, I don't think you saw any ghosts uh, there yesterday because, in fact, it was... The Giants defense, after all. So I don't know. There's a whole lot of ghosting going on with the Giants defense. I can tell you this, though. It was one of the most entertaining games of the afternoon uh, as the Jets were home, which is laughable since they were kind of both home. But the Jets were a home team yesterday. It was the Jets fans. I did see a lot of Giants fans in the stadium, which was nice, too. It was uh, it was good. And both of those uh, quarterbacks, the future were on uh, we're certainly on display for everybody, along with some of the younger stars with these teams, guys like Darius Slayton. Like, if you haven't uh, figured it out, Slayton uh, has got a certainly has a budding career 
as a wide receiver with the New York Giants, mostly because Danny Dines loves throwing it to him. Must have thrown it to him a million times, it felt like, yesterday. A couple of touchdown passes. Those two are definitely on the same page. No Evan Ingram for him yesterday. The offensive line in shambles for the New York Giants. Uh, They just, uh, two of their starting offensive linemen were not in. They were filled in by guys that were undrafted. And then, of course, Nate Solder left the game with a concussion. It was just a bad way all the way around for the Giants. And that reflected in how many times Danny Dimes got sacked, which was six, I believe. He was hurried a whole lot, but he still managed to drop dimes all over the place. He had about a million third and longs in that game. And because of his accuracy, which was on full display yesterday, the ability of him to be able to put the ball exactly in the right spot downfield is going to be something that's going to that's going to delight Giant fans for years to come. So while it's pretty rough right now. Uh, you seem to have gotten yourself a quarterback uh, who has one trait that's impossible to teach, and that is accuracy. So good for him. He showed up, balled, just threw the ball all over the yard yesterday. I think close to 400 yards, if not 400 altogether. Sam Darnold, not as gaudy, but Sam Darnold showed Jet fans that he's actually pretty damn athletic, too, and can use his legs to get himself out of situations. Maybe the biggest stat yesterday for Jet fans had to do in the turnover department where Donald, much like, of course, uh, you know, his counterpart there and Danny Dimes, both of those guys have had a problem turning the ball over to the other team. Uh, Outside of a fumble by Daniel Jones, yeah, there were no interceptions in that game yesterday by uh, either team. There was a fumble, of course, which was returned for a touchdown to start the second half by Jamal Adams of the, of the Jets. And maybe the best after-game post tweet has to go to Jamal Adams, who went ahead and posted this afterwards, of course, uh, going ahead and just showing how he stole the ball and ran for a touchdown from Danny Dimes. Uh, well done there, uh, Jamal. Very impressive. I know Giant fans are not going to be happy with that, but you got to appreciate anytime you can bust out SpongeBob and make it uh, uh, make it relative to a a football game and to what happened in there. I think we'll all admit, well done by Jamal there, who had a great game. Seems to be all over the field for a uh, should I say shorthanded Jets defense to say the least. But it was all said and done, guys. Thirty four. I mean, thirty four to twenty seven. Does it get any better than that? I mean, that was an, it, better than like a 10-3 game, which is what a lot of people thought it was going to be. Uh, maybe the crazy part of it all is, I don't know, maybe Darnold is seeing ghosts like the playoff. I, I don't know. But this was Sam Darnold after the game talking about the uh, the Jets and the possibility of the playoffs. Playoffs? Play- playoffs? Yeah. I mean, well, we need everyone from now on, uh, you know, because – we still got a chance. I mean, you know, if we got on a roll here and we, we went out, uh, we got a chance at the playoffs. So guys guys in this locker room know this. Um, they know that, and, you know, we're just we're really excited to, you know, continue to get back to work. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's not, not going to happen, Sam. I appreciate the enthusiasm, man. You, you won a game. Again, kudos. You're in the win column there. But, ooh, let's... That's not going to age well at all, ever. 
not even remotely close. But uh, listen, can't say nothing. A W is a W. Congratulations. Those of you that backed the New York Jets, like yours truly, seemed to be the only one yesterday uh, at the grid that was backing the New York Jets, plus uh, the three points there. The over also sailed over the 43 points that it was listed at. Closing line of three for the New York Jets. Well, they didn't need it as they won outright by a touchdown. So kudos to them. And then I think one of the other very entertaining games of the day and talk about quarterbacks coming out of nowhere. Somebody, somebody, please, somebody sign Ryan Tannehill to a long-term contract. People, my word, I just don't know if you guys realize this. And I've been trying to tell people for years here, there was a legit all-star quarterback, Pro Bowl quarterback inside of Ryan Tannehill somewhere. The problem is he's been buried here in uh, with the Miami Dolphins for the first seven years of his career. Also went through, I don't know, five offensive coordinators, three head coaches in his time here in Miami. But there were flashes of a guy that could actually get the job done. The problem was he had Adam Gase as a coach and he couldn't stay healthy. But now a a very healthy Ryan Tannehill with an offensive line that can actually block for him is doing things like this, guys. They're blowing the whistle, and they think that Tennessee didn't know what's going on. Blowing the whistle, but the clock's running. They're going to have to do the same thing in the middle. There they go! And he's across with a touchdown! Adam Humphreys with his first catch of the game gives Tennessee the lead! 23 yards in the most chaotic of spots as time was winding down in that game yesterday. Tannehill hits Adam Humphreys, 23 seconds left, and boom, you've got yourself a 35-32 lead for the Tennessee Titans. Still time left on the clock, and wouldn't you know it, of course, Patrick Mahomes comes back in that game, drives them downfield, gives them an opportunity to kick the game-winning field goal. Only it was blocked. That's right. And that's how the game ended. So the Chiefs were spoiled by the Tennessee Titans. That's right. The whole Patrick Mahomes comeback. Welcome back. Patrick Mahomes numbers as gaudy as you thought they would be, guys. Again, 400 some odd yards. And, you know, he, you know, touchdowns everywhere. What did you expect? Of course he did. If you would have looked just at Patrick Mahomes's box score yesterday, you'd have been like, wow, Kansas City must have won by 40 points. Nope. The Kansas City Chiefs, yes, it is great to have Patrick Mahomes on there, but the Kansas City Chiefs guys have warts like we've never seen before. Uh, It's like the really hot chick from a distance until you get up close and all of a sudden she's like, there's, uh, you know, you don't want to get shot by like the big zit hanging out on her nose right there because yeah, I'm telling you right now, this team is ugly. It's ugly on the defense. It's also ugly on the offensive line. This is not a team right now with Andy Reid that I think can be taken all that seriously in the AFC. They are certainly not in contention of getting a buy of any sort at this particular point. That defense is awful. And, you know, what can you say? I don't know. I mean, Andy Reid is blaming communication on a bad snap that happened uh, a series earlier. There were opportunities for Kansas City really to take advantage of this game, but they didn't. That was the bottom line. Special teams, 
defense, offensive line really let Patrick Mahomes and company down in this game. But Ryan Tannehill, he delivered. What can you say? The guy, when they needed it, delivered, and he delivered that final touchdown there. He ran for a touchdown. He proved to be a guy that just would not go away and really did match Patrick Mahomes for effectiveness. They did exactly what they needed to do. They handed the ball off to uh, Henry, who just Derrick Henry just ran up and down all over that uh, all over that Kansas City uh, Kansas City defense. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They yeah, there's some issues going on there in Kansas City right now. And with all those weapons, if they're not going to be able to score 50 a game, which is possible. But even scoring 32 yesterday on the road wasn't good enough to be able to get the W in the NFL. And just like that, the Tennessee Titans, well, they're in the conversation, guys. Have you seen Have you seen that division they're in yet with Jacksonville and Indy and Houston? And yeah, Tennessee's not going anywhere, guys. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll showed up yesterday. Crazy stuff. All right, more on the Miami Dolphins losing draft picks. Coming up next year on The Morning Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
this Monday, Veterans Day. Again, a big salute, a big thank you to the men and women uh, serving around the world along with their families who in many aspects are serving with them. We want to thank you very much for your service, for your dedication, and for protecting our freedoms each and every day so we can do things like break down a little college football you from over the uh, over the weekend and it was as good a slate as it was in the NFL the college slate uh in week 11 of the college football season guys that was epic on Saturday it was fun uh great games across the board and the two that we were all most interested in watching were a battle of the undefeateds. One in the Big Ten, of course, one in the SEC. When Tuscaloosa is a-rockin', LSU comes a-knockin', and that's exactly what they did. Joe Burrow, a guy that um, Urban Meyer kind of remembered, I don't know, used to play at Ohio State, didn't really, wasn't as good as Dwayne Haskins, I guess. It's debatable. Uh, But the, uh, the reality is this kid has put LSU back in the title contention and LSU had to go into Tuscaloosa, not exactly a place that is um, kind to people and certainly not a place that we, any of us would have gotten rich over the years betting against Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. But the question was, what was going to happen? Was there an opportunity? Could LSU get past Tua? And the Alabama Crimson Tide to be able to kind of cement themselves as the class of the SEC, the number one. They felt they've been disrespected. They felt they should be the number one team in the country. Well, they had an opportunity to prove it and prove it. Yeah, prove it they did, guys, in a big, big way. Play fake to Edward Lair, Burrow going for all of it. Caught. Touchdown, Jamar Chase. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow went on... Uh, Really cemented himself in the Heisman conversation as well, guys. Three touchdowns, 393 yards uh, in the air. He was nothing short of amazing. It was a 46-41 victory over Alabama and Nick Saban and company, and it was awesome. It delivered everything you had hoped it would deliver in a college football game. Also packed. There were people from all walks of life there at that game. You had ownership groups in the NFL. You had general managers. You had star football players. You had the president. I mean, you had just about everybody there at that game with eyes on what could be the top two quarterbacks taken in the draft now with Joe Burrow and Tua. And when it was all said and done, Tua, unfortunately, he played good, but he looks like a hobbled mess uh, is what he did. He was just under assault that entire game. Threw some just absolute dimes in that, hitting guys in stride, those wide receivers of Alabama. Definitely going to be playing on Sundays in the near future, as is Tua and Joe Burrow. I can promise you that. Yeah, they uh, impressive showing. But LSU, they won. They went 46-41. to 41. So all of a sudden, Alabama finds themselves on the outside looking in. Or do they? Because Alabama only dropped a couple of spots there in the AP poll that came out on Sunday. Alabama's the number four team now. LSU number one, Ohio State number two. And then you got uh, then you then you're looking at amazingly enough, 
you're looking at still Alabama in the top four in the AP poll. Now, we don't know exactly in the, uh, of course, in the committee poll, which is what really matters when it comes to the college football playoff. They went into that game ranked third, LSU second, Alabama third. Penn State was number four. And speaking of Penn State, many people felt they were just ridiculously overrated. So what happened? Well, they had to go to Minnesota. They had to take out an undefeated Minnesota team. And how did that work out for them? Three-man rush. Clifford again has time. Throws. And it is intercepted in the end zone by Jordan Howden. Minnesota goes on and just uh, runs over uh, Penn State in that matchup. And they, too, have moved up the AP poll. And they were number 17 in the committee poll. It'll be interesting to see this week's this week's ranking. Where, how far do they go up after beating Penn State? Because uh, now Minnesota really does control their own destiny. If they can somehow pull off the upset of Ohio State in a possible Big Ten championship. Yeah, guys, I don't know what to tell you, man. We, this is going to get real, real interesting. And there is still plenty of scenarios, and I love this on a Monday, how people are actually playing the rest of the year out, the remaining four or five games for teams, and they are trying to come up with combinations in order to get Alabama in the conversation for the playoff. Absolutely amazing to me. But yes, that's exactly what is happening right now is people are breaking down. Well, if this team wins, if LSU wins, then LSU plays Georgia, but Georgia beats LSU in the, yeah. Do you you understand why the committee wants Alabama in? They want them in because there's money attached to Alabama. There's more money attached to Alabama than just about any other university there is. So when it comes to Alabama football, if you can get them in a playoff situation, guys, yeah, you got yourself, you got yourself some money. So congratulations though to LSU getting the job done. And if you guys had never heard of Ed Ogeron, the LSU head coach prior to this weekend, get to know him. He's just a, he's an LSU guy. He's gotten screwed over at uh, at USC and a few other places. He finally got his opportunity to coach LSU. And a lot of people were doubting him. I don't know how you doubt this guy. Coach, you're nothing if not passionate. You're still crying right now. Yeah. Why? I'm happy for our team in the great state of Louisiana. It's been eight years coming, man. And our team works so hard. Our coaching staff works so hard. And the whole state of Louisiana deserves this win. Our great, our great university at LSU. You got to love Ed Ogeron, man. You really do. You got to root for that guy. Passionate. He's a football guy. He's a Louisiana guy. And right now, he's on track to be at least playing for a national championship in the playoffs. So congratulations to the LSU Tigers. All right, let's do a quick uh, recap before we get to a uh, a quick reminder here on Gambling You because some of the things that we have talked about in the past came to fruition over the weekend. So it's a good time to remind you of exactly uh, these types of angles when you are heading into writing your card out and placing your bets moving forward, especially in the football ranks. But the Vikings last night with that win, they were a three-point underdog, plus 155 on the money line. So underdogs once again dominating 
the storyline in the NFL. 7-3-1 and one against the uh, number yesterday. There was a push, depending on when you got into Buffalo and Cleveland. There were six upsets. That line was three, but it was a two and a half during the week. And, of course, if you took the money line for Cleveland, <clears throat> then you are good to go one way or the other. Uh, but Tennessee, the Jets, Atlanta, Miami, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, all underdogs, all cashing tickets yesterday, continuing to roll. Eight, three, and one against the number for week uh, for the week and seven upsets, including Oakland on Thursday night football now. Home teams, 5-5-1 five, five, and one against the number uh, yesterday, as well as 6-5-1 and one against the number for the week. Under 6-5 and five yesterday, total for the week, 6-6. Six and six. So it continues to be a storyline, guys, that being underdogs continuing to profit, continuing to win at a epic clip. When you look at it all together now, guys, dogs, 7-3-1 and one against the spread this week so far, that is 64%. When you look at what the season is, Dogs have done in the NFL 84 and 59, 89. I'm sorry, 84, 59 and four against the number. That is 59% against the spread, guys. If you are a hundred dollar better and you just simply blindly bet every dog every weekend through the 10 weeks of the NFL season, you'd be up uh, just about two thousand dollars now, which is crazy. That is not something that often happens, it usually balances itself out. We expect dogs in the markets to adjust um, It's probably around week five, six, or seven. Give the markets an opportunity to adjust their numbers, teams getting overvalued, teams getting undervalued. None of that is hold true here. This is 10 weeks of dogs dominating in the NFL. It's actually pretty crazy. It really, really is unbelievable when you look at the Atlanta Falcons, the Tennessee Titans, the Miami Dolphins, the uh, Minnesota being a dog in Dallas, Pittsburgh uh, taking down the Rams at home as a home dog here. You look at all of this and you go, wow, there is, there are some uh, professional betters, guys, that are just rolling in the dough this year being contrarian. And that's where I want to remind you guys for gambling you here today. There are a couple of situations, we've talked about it in the past, and we have told you that fading the public and being a contrarian is a very profitable strategy when it comes to betting in the NFL. Another popular strategy is fading the trendy dog, meaning as a better, you get to actually take a favorite in a game, even though the public is backing the dog. And it doesn't have, often happen because the public loves their favorites. They love overs and they love favorites. So when you have that opportunity to actually back a favorite and know that the public is not on them, it's one of the most profitable contrarian situations in the history of betting. So it's exactly what you had yesterday. You had a couple of instances where and we'll talk about that fading the trendy dog. You had the Buffalo Bills traveling to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. And that opened up as two, two and a half. It settled as a three-point Buffalo Bills getting three points as a dog. And the public hammered the Bills. They love the Bills because the Bills are six and two. 
and the Browns are two and six, right? So this is obviously a mistake by the books. So there's no way that can be true. So of course the public hammered the bills, but the truth is when it was all said and done, you know, they weren't that much better than the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns played a tougher schedule compared to what Buffalo did. They were at home and as big a dysfunction as the Browns are still, you had an opportunity as a better to avoid all of that and look at the numbers and the situation and the numbers in the situation showed that, yeah, the Cleveland Browns, you had an opportunity to take a favorite at home in a game and be on the opposite side of the public. That has proven to be pretty profitable over the years. Just a reminder, keep an eye out for those types of spots, those situational spots where the market will tell you a lot, guys. The market will tell you a lot. That's why you need to look at some of the opening numbers today, in fact, into week 11. Take a look at some of those numbers, circle some that maybe you go, hmm, this doesn't look right, and try and ask yourself, why? Why are the books overvaluing or undervaluing a team based upon the matchup for this week? There's always a couple of them. You just might find yourself another trendy dog or a fading the trendy dog situation like the Buffalo Bills this week on the card. And that's why it's important to follow the markets all week long, guys, from opening numbers to closing line. What happened in between those seven days? You can learn a lot that way. Make yourself a pretty profitable sports investor. All right, make it rain uh, coming up next. We'll take a look at the Monday night game, and we'll review all that happened over the weekend next year on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Fantasy Sports Today. Does anybody... NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed on the morning line. Go! The running game wasn't working by the time you got to two minutes left in the game and you are inside the 10-yard line. There's probably the reason you even had 24 points wasn't because of the running game. It was because of the arm of Dak Prescott and what he was able to do pushing the ball down the field. But don't let that get in Jason Garrett's way of running the ball twice into the back of the linemen of the Dallas Cowboys because they were getting their asses handed to them all night and they were being pushed back off the line. We had said that game was going to be one in the trenches, and it was one in the trenches, but the defensive front of the Minnesota Vikings certainly did their part in making sure that anybody else would beat them other than Ezekiel Elliott. And again, pedestrian night, 20 carries, 47 yards, guys. It's two yards a carry. That is not a good night for a dude who you just gave. How much? $60 million? How much uh, guaranteed money did you give Zeke Elliott? And maybe the most disturbing part about that was what Zeke had to say about after the game when he was talking about his running and what had happened. And I'm noticing this from two guys in the league, by the way. You, Todd Gurley, who in a close game on the road did not have a touch in the fourth quarter of that game in Pittsburgh, by the way. Just keep that in mind. Todd Gurley did not get to touch the ball in the fourth quarter in a game that they lost 17 to 12 on the road, the Rams and Zeke Elliott last night with his uh, two yards per carry, 20 carries, uh, the, uh, the oops. Oh, well, you know, it sucks. You know, we'll try to do better next time. Attitude is very apparent with two guys that should be the league's best rushers, right? Two of what? I mean, we're talking about two of the top five rushers in the NFL. You know what they also are? They are two of the highest paid running backs now in the NFL. And you could almost tell by the body language and certainly by the post-game interviews about how, well, all right, well, you know, it is what it is. Whereas if they were still rushing, if they were still running, trying to get paid, I think we'd see a totally different attitude. But it's amazing what happens once you get that check written, how very little it appears games like last night National games, primetime games, important game for the Dallas Cowboys to try and stay ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. Yeah, oops, sorry, two yards of carry. Well, well, better luck next time. Gurley didn't even touch the ball in the fourth quarter there in that game. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. And that's the risk you run when you start paying running backs $40 million, $50 million. What kind of effort are you going to get? And are they really even having the money? How much are they going to care as long as they're getting that check now? 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.